Welcome to the NBDA podcast, interviews with industry leaders and subject experts from across the business development world. Join us as we talk about real-world experiences, challenges, and opportunities that can take your career to the next level. The NBDA podcast is brought to you by your podcast team, where having your own podcast is as easy as being a guest on ours. Discover more at yourpodcast.team. Now here's your host, Dave Spray. Hi, this is David Spray, and welcome to another episode of the official podcast of the National Business Development Association. My guest today is Trey Flores, principal of Aldridge right here in Houston, Texas. Aldridge is a full-service, managed services IT consulting firm, and Trey leads the Houston office. We had a great conversation around his background, his experience, in the type of clients who Aldridge is best set up to serve. Trey was also kind enough to share some of his business development best practices, advice he would give to somebody entering a business development role, as well as what he wished he knew when he started in business development. We also discussed a bit about Houston, why we both like Houston, and Trey also was kind enough to answer the age-old question, barbecue, or Tex-Mex. I hope you enjoyed the episode, so let's get to it. Hi, Trey. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, great to, great to be here. So so tell me, what, what are your responsibilities with Aldridge? So with Aldridge, I'm the, I'm the principal for the Houston market. So a business development sales, new logo acquisition. So constantly looking, prospecting for new clients for Aldrich's services for managed services. Okay. And what does managed services mean? <laughs> well, managed services is a pretty general term. It's essentially offloading a lot of the, a lot of work off of internal teams to manage an entire aspect of, for us, it would be technology help desk and support. So we have a complete team that's from a level one all the way to level three and help desk support, project management. It's it's all encompassing and we're providing a service at the end of it. I guess hopefully that's the in a nutshell what, what managed services is. Okay. So who are what's a kind of a typical client for you all? Like, you know, size, either revenues or number of employees? Yeah. So so our typical client would look anywhere between as far as like a number of users from 25 to 250 computer users. We have, you know, we have customers that are from 1 to over 1000. Our bread and butter is at 25 to 250. Okay. 25 to 250. And what how do you how do you differentiate Aldridge from other managed services companies? What are some of the differentiators you highlight? Yeah, well, fortunate enough, I think, I mean, Aldridge has built a solid reputation over the 30 some, uh, 36, 37 years that they've been in business. So just the brand recognition and also the level of support that our, our help desk has. And then also just in general, just, you know, we're, we're here to either, if we don't have the answer, or if we, you know, are stumbling on something, we're going to let you guys know or let the customer know that, you know, we're, we'll get back to them in, in within within reason and 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 you know be upfront and as as honest as possible when it comes to 
not knowing something and figuring it out and, and providing that service that a lot of, you know, customers are, are expecting. Okay. So what prompted you or how did you hear about the National Business Development Association? So I heard about the National Business Development Association from Christine Spray and yeah, and she's all, I'm also in her Vistage group and just, I think mentioning a couple times and also being in the industry as far as business development sales for almost uh, six years now, um, always, always looking for associations and groups to, to either be a part of and, and contribute and or learn as much as possible to just sharpen that my, my tool, my tool belt for business development because continuing, there's not much continuing education, I guess, right? Certifications sure. and things like that, that are, you know, specific for sales outside of just, you know, podcast best practices and, and things like that. Okay. And do you remember how long ago it was you joined? So I, I want to say it was about three or so years ago. Then there was a small hiatus, just switching jobs that's, that, that supported. And then now back with all, or now with Aldridge back into MBDA. So probably about a year and a half, you know, combined if you add, add it all up. Okay. And what, what's your, been your experience of being a member with NBDA? Has it been a good network building avenue for you? Yeah, there's, I mean, tons of resources that are as far as events and coaching and, and a lot of individualized support that is offered within in the MBDA and then networking, you meet, meeting a lot of like-minded individuals that will also want to contribute. I mean, they're all individual contributors that are, you know, quota carrying sales reps that mm-hmm. you know, that want to want to learn that 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 are needing outside or at least needing the 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 best practices or, or uh, skill sets and the networking with relationships, developing referral based networks, and you know, is just having the ability to develop relationships outside of just primarily, you know this development, if that makes sense. Okay. Do you, can you think of any business that's actually come from NBDA or has it been more just kind of general networking? Yeah. General networking right now, you know, there's, I mean, getting involved and, and I mean, I've been with Aldrich for shoot, I would say about seven months now and getting involved with the, with the, with the events and, sharing who I am when I'm where I'm at they're like oh yeah Aldridge you know it's good to have that there's that represented or there's that rep or reputation that's that's out there of just the name and mm-hmm. uh, so just slowly get back involved with with the group okay and I see that you you attended the University of Houston are you a native Houstonian I I feel like that's a I'm a rare breed, but yeah, native Houstonian, uh, born and raised, you know, as, as you mentioned, went to college here, so never really left. I don't think I'll be leaving anytime soon. Just got deep roots here, family, and sure. my wife and I just started a family. So we have a 13-month-old baby, a boy, and it's going well. Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah. yeah, Houston's got a lot to to offer. I tell people when you can when you can look past the 
the warm summers, shall we say, and the kind of lack of any topographical variability. It's flat. Once you get past that, it's really got a lot going for it. As far as cost of living versus economic opportunity, I think it's it's probably got to be about the best in the country. Yeah, no, I was just, I mean, and not well, Houston and Texas in general, for sure. I mean, outside of Houston being flat, and I feel like the only hills or anything that's that has height is a overpass on a freeway. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, so it's like you, I think I'm getting a nosebleed, but it's not, it's the humidity. So, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. I love, you know, Houston's home. I love it. There's tons of diversity, you know, growing up, seeing that the, the change throughout the many years that I've been here. I love it. That's awesome. So let's talk a bit more about your own business development. So in a typical week, uh, how much time do you dedicate to business development? In a typical week? Typical week in business development consists of anywhere between, I mean, I have block schedules for for my golden hour prospecting research and, you know, my cold calls, outbound reach. You know, it's about, I mean, I have two, four, six to eight hours devoted primarily to business development. And then that's not including events that's, you know, outside of, you know, the normal Mm -hmm. working hours. If it's like a, you know, a networking event that's, you know, give or take, you know, two hours outside of that. And, you know, I'm not really including those. I feel like that needs to be added, but yeah, somewhere around there. Okay. So around 10 hours a week or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is that about how much you, what you would like to spend uh, per week? No. Cause I realize I know, you have, no. you have other yeah, responsibilities. I would, yeah. I would love to devote as much time to networking or at least business development as possible. Just being in, in my role as a new logo acquisition, it's uh, I need to constantly be out there prospecting and networking and building a referral base and, and doing all that. It's never enough. Understood. Understood. Yeah. So in your business development career, you've been at this a few years now. Do you have some business development, best practices that you try to rely on and things you try to do consistently? Yes. And I feel like there's, you know, I I need to stick to a, a, you know, there's, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I think that's how, Um, I think so. Yeah. yeah, You know, there's some good tried and true best practices, you know, and, and I'm also trying to develop some other best practices outside of just, you know, the standard, you know, you know, having the elevator 15 second and 30 second elevator pitch and con- condensed it to even shorter and, you know, making sure you're, you know, actively engaging and, and, and being curious in your, in your efforts of prospecting and, and driving conversation outside of just the services that we offer. It's, 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 it's also outside of that. There's other programs and, uh, books that I'm reading that's kind of shaping different avenues of best practices. And I'm still trying to like figure that piece all out. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, it, it does. So what would you say is the most valuable thing you've learned and uh, practiced for building your network? Being curious, uh, constantly okay. like asking questions and genuinely being curious. Okay. 
So what what do you do to try to to recharge and to stay focused on your your business goals? Oh, that's a that's a good question. I feel it would be a combination of well, recharge and refocus is kind of going in and seeing what the activity output is. You know, like what are you putting in and what are you getting out? It's kind of more of a retrospect. You know, like only making X amount of calls or X amount of outbound reaches equal number of meetings or you know responses, and then either it was a success or it wasn't. Right and I think it's more of doing, being more of accountable on the activity level and, and staying constant and consi- consistently having the activity to equal the output. Okay. Now that's, that's good. And, and I don't know if I answer the recharge. I feel like the recharge is, I don't know, um, going home and, you know, seeing my family and, you know, Sure. Seeing that's who I'm seeing that's who I'm working for and, and trying to develop trying to create a better uh better better whatever, you know, better life, better yeah, you know, I always want better for myself, for my family. And and so that's probably my recharge. Sure. And I mean just on a personal note, what do you what are some of the things you like to do when you're not working? Imagine the thirteen year old thirteen month old that 13. keeps you busy. Yeah. Yeah, cutting the grass. You know, honestly, I love cutting the grass. I love, I love being outdoors and and taking care of like the landscape and DIY projects or just hanging out with the family as much as possible. Playing golf, sports. I'm trying to pick up some tennis lately, just because with with you know with golf, it's four plus hours, and typically you're not feeling that great afterwards. And right. tennis is <laughs> tennis is a little bit different, right? It's it's agile. It's, it's, it's that quick move and shift and different level of excitement. So, uh, I love staying as active as possible and, and staying in shape. So kind of a little bit of everything. Okay. What, what do you wish you knew early in, in your business development career? Like, like, what do you wish I you wish knew I, then that you know now? Well, I wish I would have gotten into it a lot sooner okay. because I spent, yeah, I spent a decade or eight or so years in like backend data, like SQL Server, doing a lot of access database creation and, and, and making things look pretty in Excel or PowerPoint. And, but I, I've, you know, at U of H, I got a marketing and sales background. So it's just like, I wish I would have gotten in a lot sooner, but you know, hindsight, it is what it is, but, you know, taking advantage as much as possible. Sure. Well, what do you, what do you enjoy so much about being in business development? I mean, you must enjoy it if you regret having not done it sooner. Yeah. um, You know, it's just having multiple conversations, not and solving or trying to solve issues that are not binary. It's, you know, every time, I meet with someone, it's either a different conversation that's, you know, trying to, you know, solve X, Y, and Z or connect someone that does X, Y, and Z. Having that, just the, the ability to not sit behind the computer, if that makes any sense, you know? Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, and it's, it's, it's also, it, it gets me out of my comfort zone. You know, if I'm comfortable, I'm not growing. It, 
my mm-hmm. my 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 approach is being on no not being uncomfortable but you know having the risk reward motivates me more than sitting behind a desk and knocking out you know reports all day yeah yeah no i certainly would would echo that sentiment what would you say to somebody who's uh, interested in entering a business development role for the first time either they're either right out of school or they made a mid-career change like you did. What advice might you give them? Do it. <laughs> okay. um, don't, don't think about it. Do it. You know, it's get involved, you know, ask as many questions as possible. It, you know, it, connecting with not the right people, but just asking questions to, you know, get a better sense of what the environment looks like. And, and if you're considering it, I'd highly recommend it. Just again, if it, it also goes back to the risk reward, you know, it's, it's, it's high risk, but then, you know, you're rewarded for your efforts. And for me, you know, with a young family, it's, you know, again, I wish I would have done it sooner just because, but, you know, pr- to provide for my family, that's important for me. Like I, I value my time with my family and I value my time in general. So to put as much effort into that to provide and, and spend as much time with them is, is, is that's my, my thing, I guess. So it, it's, I hope that, it, hope that kind of relates in some sort of way to, to someone that's out there. No, I think that's. Yeah, I think no, I think it's great advice. And the biggest, like the old Nike uh, tagline, right? Just do it. <laughs> yep, just do it. Yeah, absolutely. What What do you wish you knew when you were twenty five years old? To invest in a couple companies. Yeah, to put a co- yeah put a couple bucks away for for investment. And you know, I thought that was shoot eleven years ago. You know, when you think back and realize the twenty five year old me. I think it's instilling the dis- like discipline and and just the business development efforts, you know, instilling that, you know, that the activity equals activity or there's that risk reward and you know, having a laser focus on 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 pursuing dreams or pursuing a end result. Yeah, so maybe having you know realized the importance of goals back then, and maybe mm-hmm. being more yeah. kind of laser focused on what you want. Right. Okay, we'll see as we as we're wrapping up here. Is there anything else you'd like to share for any other business development professionals uh, that are listening? Mm, yeah. Well, I, you know, just if if there's you know anyone that's listening that has a desire or, or you know, a, a passion for selling or business development, you know, it's it's truly one of those thankless jobs. It's, it's a tough job. It's, you know, it's, you know, not kick your teeth in depending on the industry, but it's, it's, for me, it's, an, it's, it's enjoyable and happy to be a resource of any way. If anyone has any questions or wants to pick a brain, my brain about, you know, specific things or areas. I'm still learning, so I don't know it all. But if I could provide or be a resource in any way, I'd love to connect. Okay. I appreciate that. And speaking of that, what's the best way for people to to reach out to you? Do you accept LinkedIn requests or should they give you a call or shoot you an email? 
Yeah, LinkedIn. It's a good good way to reach me. Trey Flores on LinkedIn. Shoot me an email at tflores at aldridge.com. Um, and, you know, always, always happy to connect. That sounds good. So I've got one last question that I borrowed from one of our podcast clients who he asks every guest. So we've kind of ended on a, on a lighthearted note. So oh, this Lord. question, okay. I'm ready. This, this question you like, if it takes you more than half a second to answer, you're taking too long to think about it. So I just want like okay. your first gut level reaction. Okay. Let's do it. Barbecue or Tex-Mex? Barbecue. Awesome. I had a guy, I asked that question and he said, it depends if it's really, really good barbecue, he takes the barbecue, but if it's average, he take the Tex-Mex, you know, meaning he has more tolerance for just, you know, average Tex-Mex than he does average barbecue. Yeah. So. Well, a good blend. I mean, Tex barbecue, Tex-Mex, or Tex-Mex barbecue. I mean, that's like, I mean, heck, I mean, you can make some really good smoked meats, that are, you know, Tex-Mex like, or yeah, or yes, exactly. I mean, I, I'm a big barbecue guy. I like to grill smoked meats and do all that. So that's a no brainer for me. What's your, if you go into, uh, so my favorite barbecue in Houston is good company. Do you know the good company menu reasonably yeah. well? So if you go into good no, company, not, no, no, no okay, good well, company, but not their, but not their menu. Okay. Well, we'll just ask a general barbecue question. So which of the uh, the meats do you tend to prefer? The sausage, the brisket, the the poultry, uh, ribs? Yeah, so it would be the burnt ends on a brisket and oh. the uh, either a beef rib or some baby backs. Yeah. The burnt the burnt tips, the burnt ends, that is my favorite meat in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And there's a yeah. barbecue restaurant out on the northwest side. I can't remember the name of it. And one of the menu items is actually the, the, the burnt ends and they limit you to like one order per group. And like, I want to say they only have it even certain days. I wish I could remember the name of it. And it was just spectacular to just have like a bunch Mm -hmm. of, a bunch of burnt ends to, to eat on, man, that's, that's good eating. Yeah. I, I, I've tried, I've seen it done and, there's beef cheek, and you can smoke beef cheek, which is very similar. I want to say to burnt ends, but it's, it's you know small little bites, and it's moist, mm-hmm. and it's got the, all that flavor. It didn't turn out that great, but definitely we'll do it again because, man, I love yeah, I love some, I love barbecue. So anytime I get a chance, that's awesome. Well, hey, Trey, I really appreciate you taking the time to to join me today and let me ask you some questions. So, yeah, so thank you for taking time out of your day to, to talk to me. Absolutely. Uh, glad glad to spend the time and thank you for inviting me. I, I do appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Have a great weekend. Thanks. You too. And there we have it. Another great episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes at podcast.nbda.co. And you can find out more about being a member of the National Business Development Association at nbda.co. That's it for this episode. Have a great week and we'll talk to you next time.